Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Another Woodshop Podcast. What is up? This week's podcast is brought to you in part by Bourbon. Bourbon, daddy's busy. <laughs> <laughs> what episode number are we on? Oh, 22. Thank you, 22. Pete. Jeez. Sorry, I didn't say that. We're on episode 22, despite some people believing we're further. We'll get what? to that later. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We all had a good week, I think. Hey, fellas. I think we're in a good mood. Yeah, but, we're, we're know, much what? more awake than last week. Yeah, last week was a little low energy. Yeah, but, why uh, we'll did I take those quaaludes? For... <laughs> it was all the quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> Uppers, downers, roofies, floories. Oh, no, we, uh, floories? We, we, uh... <laughs> the four loco hot chocolate really puts you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have had those donuts. We shouldn't have that donut eating contest before the show. <laughs> no. Hey, but we've got a. Wait, uh, I was eating hot we've dogs. We got a new sponsor, guys. Yo, we do have a new sponsor. Oh, I'm sorry, we it's do have so a new cool. sponsor. Spot. And Dan goes in on his hot dog eating <laughs> contest. Yep, it's no, Nathan's. We got all beef franks. No, for reals. All right, guys, get serious. This is not time to laugh. I'm really stoked this about this. Serious time. No, we really do have a new pay- a new uh, sponsor. Yep, and the sponsor is Total Boat, and we're super <laughs> excited about that. They're like a huge supporter of this community, and you know they agreed to support that's us. That's awesome, and that's really cool. So we really, really want to say thank you to them. I don't think we need to say much about Total Boat, but we're going to because <laughs> they're sponsoring us. So <laughs> I mean, they really are great. I mean, you know, um, epoxy has become a part of this community, and that's a very real truth. And it's just something we all use. I mean, some people use it for art, some people use it for utility, some people use it for an adhesive. It's or important. finish, you know, and yeah. we all use it. Yeah, or they finish. I mean, they have they have finishes too. They have everything. So we're really, I... really proud to be uh, having them be involved in the show, and we're really uh, excited about it too. So um, humongous thanks to Total Boat, Pete. Looks like you have something you're chomping at the bit to say. Yo, I be tried. Good. No, I tried the Halcyon because uh, I got some in the mail, and I tried it as, uh, on a little sample. It's so freaking good. Dries fast. It's it it yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm excited to finish some projects with that. I'm going to be doing a big barrel cookie with it. So I'm very excited. Sweet. Sweet. Sorry, I just needed to jump in. So excited. No, yeah, no, it's fine. Totally. I love Total yeah, Boat. Give- like, I've been using them for years oh. and I'm, I'm super stoked they're, they're working with I forgot this. to put on my Total Boat hat. I was going to go full Bozo. Total Boat. There oh. goes the sponsorship. <sighs> no, I'm going to go Partial Boat. We- oh, <laughs> um yeah so anyway huge thanks to them we really really appreciate them and uh just a big yeah thanks. huge thanks so pete i'm gonna throw this over to you you want to talk about yeah the other sponsor of our show? the other sponsors our other favorite sponsors which are our patrons big huge thank you to all of our patrons for supporting us uh we're officially in the second month uh not not that many people quit which is great <laughs> Apparently, this yeah. is a real thing. <laughs> Last one. We're super excited. Uh, we've oh, well. Been, <laughs> we've been rolling out some uh, great content. You guys seem to be enjoying it. We started throwing out some polls. You are going to be the first to potentially shape the future of 
our show because we yeah. are asking questions. We want to know what you guys want to hear. Uh, we do this for the community, for you guys. And we love that uh, some of you have, you know, stepped up and wanted to help us and support us through doing this this venture, this endeavor. And we're actually going to talk more about it later. We have a great question about the podcast itself. So yeah. huge thank you to all the From patrons. Patron. If you want to sign up and help support the show and get some really cool uh, behind-the-scenes content as well as a, a sticker from Dan potentially, make sure to sign up. Check us out at <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, there's four different tiers you can sign up at, and they all have very awesome goodies attached to them. I'm sending out the VIP I, sp- I, stickers uh, next week, I think. My I'm, man. I'm doing I'm doing the, uh, the, the stickers to everyone else on Monday. I'll get it done Monday. Yeah. So and I, I will someone and I'll get that just send you thank so. yous. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Pete will. Uh, I don't know what Pete's going to do, but yeah, he'll do that. Um, so <laughs> no, I go um, and like their comments on Patreon. <laughs> um, we got two new patrons this week. Uh, we got Jerry with GA Workshop and Matt Noble. He's with Four AM Work Workshop. Is that correct? Yes. It's not okay. Yes. Yeah. So thank, very very huge thank you to those guys. We really appreciate that. I'm assuming Jerry's a guy. Actually, those folks. Uh, thank you for signing up and we really, really, it really keeps the show going. It helps us a lot. And, uh, you guys are awesome. Like super awesome. Love so, you guys. um, okay. I mean with that, I mean, I think we need to get into one thing here and it's a little segment called what's on my bench. What's on my bench. I mean, I think we should have Pete tell us what's on his bench first. Well, my bench, nothing really. I'm not really working on any projects. However, on my shop floor, yeah, <laughs> I I've been kind of keeping this under wraps because I've just been trying to figure out how it was gonna be handled and when it was gonna drop. But I finally got my Laguna joiner dropped off and delivered, and I was just losing my mind for like three days. I bet uh, I'm still losing such my mind. A nice joiner, I'm dude. so excited. It it is such a fundamentally like game changing tool that I have completely redesigned one half of my shop. Uh, those of you that have seen my stories, I had this annoying fridge on one side of the shop. I finally tucked it away on the other side because uh, I have electrical there now, so I can do that. And this one entire wall is basically de- designed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it I is now designated and running as water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had like a, a just a sink. I don't need a bathroom. A just shop a toilet. Sink. That'd be so gross. <laughs> oh, God. Don't you have a five gallon bucket? We all got That's a bucket full of Omaha, Omaha toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so this this one wall is now just a shrine to my Laguna joiner. It fits perfectly between my like door to the house and my Harry Potter whole storage place. And I just painted the wall today. Correction, my my dad came by and painted the wall. <laughs> I Papa love Peter. that he's retired and just wants to help in any way possible. <laughs> I'll take the free labor. So we painted it white. It's super bright but it needs to be filled with tools. So I'm going to do the whole thing up in a cleat wall and just go nuts. I want to make a jig sick. for every tool off of my peg pegboard. And you know what? I want hats up there. I want everything. I want to go nuts because Mike makes me really jealous with his uh, very fancy, uh, you know, the, the storage systems. He has. Cause you actually like frame <laughs> it out, get a little wood yeah. behind it. It looks really just nice. Go with the quarter inch ply, get the cheap quarter inch ply, frame it out with some ridiculously unnecessarily nice wood. <laughs> Some rustic MDF. See, I was going to do that, but then pine. once I painted the wall, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to throw some some stuff up there. But the the actual <laughs> holders, I do want to go a little over the top. I want all of them to have like ridiculous woods on it because I think that, nice. would, that would look really cool. Anyways, that's it for me. Uh, Dan, what about you? Yeah, Dan. What's on your bench? You guys are never going to guess what's on my bench. 
Is it I a know. desk? Just, just take a wild gamble. <laughs> is it green uh, walnut? Green bespoke wal- walnut? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we gotta talk about walnut. that. Bespoke um, walnut. I'm still working on the big desk. Shocker. Um, <laughs> I made. I'm making the the lower bookcase. It's gonna be a drawer system on the right hand side. And I'm making that out of solid walnut panels and not plywood. <clears throat> Probably because I'm a bozo, but that also that's what the client wanted. They so wanted. that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it work. And <clears throat> so like the bottom panel, I'm, I'm putting it together with uh, rabbits. And the bottom panel is, I want to say it's like 40 by 38. I mean, it's huge. And I cut rabbits on my table saw with that thing by standing it up on its side. And I'm showing the guys with my hands how, how I'm doing it. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was, I commented on that. It was impressive no. that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have, I could have cut those rabbits out with a, a router and it probably would have been safer and simpler, but one of the eight routers you yes. have, right? Okay. Yeah. Just checking. But I did it with my table saw because, you know, it creates engagement, and Mike and I talked about that on the, our Instagram live last night. So if you missed that, sorry. Oh, yeah, for, luck, I, I was on it too, but whatever. Don't mention me. But that was the boring part. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's called a pre-show. <laughs> anyway, pre-show. Uh, guys I'm working on that. One, me and Dan did. <laughs> I was I was trying to fill some knot holes with uh, Star Bond and the accelerator, you know. But I ran out of accelerator, and I remember talking about how. <clears throat> Baking soda and water will act as an accelerator for CA glue. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd give that a go. Well, when you put baking soda and water on walnut, after it dries, it turns green. Do not recommend. It was like legit yeah, green, it's too. It's legit I green. Even, I, like, yeah, I don't even, I like never even thought about the discoloration it would do to the wood. It's like goose poop walnut. green is what you called it. <laughs> hey, goose poop green. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's GPG. disgusting. But I, I mean, if you're into that color, there you go. There's your hot, Dan's hot tip right there. You're into that thing, Dan's hot <laughs> tip. Dan's hot tip. <laughs> Turn your walnut green with the uh, baking soda and water. Oh and then uh, <laughs> another fun thing that happened this week that uh, I'd, I'd like to mention. Speaking mm-hmm. of Laguna tools. Oh. Mm. No one did, but you go ahead. Pete did. I'm joking. Pete did. I'm joking. I'm joking. Do you just ignore Pete all the time? <laughs> or just someone? Yes. Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What are you talking about, Dan? I love that we do this together. You <laughs> <and me. laughs> okay. Speaking of Laguna tools, I got a I'm so excited for you guys this week. Dust collector. An actual big boy Ooh. dust collector. I got the P Flux One. It's so nice, and it's got like yeah. a Everything million CFMs. So good, apparently. It's got one ballpark. Million. It's ballpark. It deatomizes your body. Yeah. Just <laughs> sucks it into the hose. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, Avengers movie where at the end they all just like deatomize and disappear? Yep, it does that. It does that. that. That's the machine they use to yeah. film it. Somebody just <laughs> snaps. <laughs> Anyway, yep. yeah, I got a, I got a new dust collector. I'm in the I'm kind of in the middle of putting it together, sorta. Uh, it's he, it's we heavy. Do the exciting news, but the exciting thing is, Mike and Rusty from Macbeth Hardwood are going to come to my shop and help me set it all up. We're going to have are. a party. It's going to be super fun. We're going to have a dust collection. Yeah, Pete's going to watch awesome. on Instagram Live. 
Ooh, how are we going to do the podcast that week? We'll just bring a laptop. That night, though? We'll figure that out later, but I didn't even just think about that. do a thing together. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll yeah, pre-record. We'll yeah, we'll do something during the week. Um, that's so cool. I'm excited. So not this weekend, but next weekend, me and Rusty with Macbeth are going to be flying out there. And uh, it's going to be a really great time. Yes. And before <laughs> anyone asks, the reason I'm not going is he doesn't like I'm, I'm planning a wedding with my fiance in a month, and we just can't flex it. Can't make it happen. Otherwise, I totally would. Boo. But I mean, there has been some talk of maybe me going somewhere else. Yeah, you're going to come out when... Well, we'll talk about that oh, we'll later. Talk about, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but Dan should come too, but he won't. <laughs> you're not the boss of me. <laughs> hey, I'd love for you to come out. You know that. Yeah, I, know. I have a wedding. I mean, you have a wedding have? every weekend, but it's not we'll, a we'll see. One. We'll see what uh, the school year is like. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. I'm just joking with you. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's got a life to live. Um, Yeah. Cool. I'm glad that was on your bench. What about you, Mike? <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week was, uh, it was actually a really busy behind the scenes week for me. Um, I won't go into that. It's kind of boring stuff, but um, really busy behind the scenes, like really busy. Got another YouTube video out this morning. We're recording on Friday. Um, it's doing pretty good. My video last week did really good for me, and this one's doing pretty good. I'm really happy with it. I learned, I tried a new editing style, so um, I'm really happy with this video. It's a good prototype for how I'm going to do my videos moving forward. So, um, and it's got good information in it, and it seems like people like it decently enough. So, really happy with that. Also, I'm still working on the slab coffee table, uh, but I'm actually getting towards the. Uh, I'm seeing the light on this thing now. Um, there was kind of a a change in plan and this is kind of an ad for them, but not really, but there's a local, uh, there's an account on Instagram called AMB wooden steel. They're a table making company out of a town called Chico, about an hour and a half, two hours North of where I live out of Sacramento and they do custom tables, but they're getting into making, um, C channel for slabs and they make the C channel. They, they break it there. They do the slots in it and they powder coat it. And they'll ship it anywhere in the United States. Nice. Well, they're just trying to get it up and running. They reached out to me and said, hey, would you want some? Just help us get the word out. So they sent me the C channel. I was like, I am working on a slab table right now. I might as well add it. I mean, it's not necessary for this table because it's not like huge. but um, And it's not panelized. It's a slab. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be adding that in now. So it's kind of – it didn't put the brakes on things. It's going to be an added value to the customer. I obviously let the customer know that there's going to be a delay. I got to add this in. But I explained to them the value of it. And they're like, oh, go for it. So – I'm going to be adding that in tomorrow, and I'm hoping to actually get the majority of this table done by Sunday. Um, and then I also I finished up this drill cart that I started, drill press cart that I started like a month and a half ago. I got the drawer box in, and I just need to trim it out. I need to make a walnut panel, but I'm not going to touch any other project until I get done with their table now. So I need to get that done. They're starting to get settled in their home, and they want a coffee table really bad. So uh, what else did I do this week? I think that's kind of it. It's been kind of a weird weird week i've been i i don't feel like drained or exhausted this week it's just kind of weird i've been kind of taking it real easy on instagram for sure it's been kind of a poo-poo week on instagram so i've been kind of like just chilling out there and not really worrying about it too much and just do my thing so yeah no regrets or whatever no regrets <laughs> no regrets yeah so yeah do we uh want to get into voicemails yeah or? Should we just keep talking like this? 
No, no, okay, please that's don't. great. Okay, yeah, that was really creepy. I apologize. Yeah. And let's yeah, move right. on to this first question. This is from Andrew Dembeck. He has to ask a or he's asking a question about. I just my note says one tool, <laughs> and that makes no sense. So let's see see what he means by that. Hey guys, Andrew here from ADD Woodworking. Um, I know a lot of people say that in woodworking, there's always more than one way to get something done. So my question for you guys is. What one tool in your shop is so crucial to your workflow that you don't think you could live without it in your shop? Thanks. Pete. He's going to take my answer. We're all going to have the same answer. Table saw. Yeah, it's table table saw. You guys both took my answer. Table saw. So, I mean, that's for us. I mean, I think it's the most important tool in the shop, right? Let's get get hypothetical. Let's say table saw is a given. We have a lot of questions. Next. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. Let's do it. <laughs> well, what, what about, aside from table, table saw, like, what is one thing we can't live without? For me, well, I'll answer then. You answer silence. since you posed this ridiculous me, question. Yeah. For me, <laughs> no, it's, great. it's, I like it. it's uh, dust collection. Jeez. Like, legitimately, I like, actually, I, now that I have my DC, like, I, it's not top of the line. It's some, like, Penn State Industries. Dan, which, look how defensive Dan is. He's, like, upset that you brought up something that's legit. He's, like, it's an attack on Dan. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's I legit just legitimately love this me. thing and how clean it keeps my shop, and that's that's it. I mean, I just, I, I love a good DC. What about you, Dan? Non, non-table saw. Non-table saw. Domino. And you can't say dust collection, because I already... Okay, yeah. That thing is... It's crucial to my to my productivity now. <clears throat> it really is. You make furniture. Yes, that makes yes. sense. I, I didn't think I need to elaborate on that. <laughs> no, you don't need to, Mike. Uh, Michael. Well, Peter, I would have to say I can't say dust collection since you took it. I would say bandsaw. Ooh, good answer. So I mean, it's just like the most versatile tool in the shop to me. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna have to say bandsaw. So that is my answer, and I'm you gonna go, stick Andrew. to it. Two for the price of one. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Money, please. You All right, this next one is from uh, Jake Vance. He is gonna ask a question. Hey guys, Jake from JV Woodworks here. I uh, just had a question about marketing yourself. Um, I'm assuming a lot of your audience is probably hobbyist woodworkers looking to make a little extra money on their uh, their side gig. Uh, here and there. So I wanted to know what you guys think the most important skills uh, outside of woodworking would be to kind of brush up on as a, a hobbyist. Uh, you know, stuff like photography, video editing, general social media promotion, uh, graphic design. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, ancillary skills do you guys feel like are important in this industry to uh, get yourself out there, build an audience, promote your products, things like that? Thanks. Daniel. First of all, what does ancillary mean? I think he means ancillary. Anc- okay. That makes more sense. Um, you guys are all going to have different answers, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my, my answer. Um, <clears throat> on top of everything that he listed, one of the most important things you can do to grow your Instagram, I think that's what he was asking, right? No, he's asking about woodworking, I believe. Uh, uh, marketing. Marketing. What's, what's important in marketing? Marketing. Did we listen to the question? (laughs) Marketing and then being, you know, trying to basically have a woodworking business. So both. What what is important to growing that? Being personable and having a good personality and being likable. I think that is so, so, so crucial. You could take 
How do you find so much work then? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know the salesman, Dan. You know podcast no, I, and IG, it's Dan. The, uh, the F.U. When smile. Meet him. The F.U. smile. <laughs> <laughs> Mike knows what I'm talking about. Um, what a great inside joke to tell to our podcast. <laughs> what I was going to say is, you could take the best photos. You could have the best marketing game in in the in place. <clears throat> you could have the best everything. But if you're not a personable guy and your personality is trash, you know it's going to be it's going to be a rough go for you. What about yeah. you, Mike? Um, man, I don't know that I'm super qualified to answer the question because I haven't like grown. Yeah. Well, then Pete. <laughs> you want to take another ahead, shot Pete. at it? <laughs> no, I was informed oh, uh, that I am not. So, uh, I'm going to take my, uh, ball and no, I, I don't know that I, I haven't, I haven't grown a woodworking business, so I can't, uh, I can't really like give a bunch of advice. I mean, I mean, I've, I've had sales for sure. I mean, I've, I've had things hit and like, I've had busy times for sure, but it's like, uh, I don't know that I've figured it out entirely. Um, I think that you have to be a, like a bunch of hats. Like you got to put a bunch of hats on. You got to have to wear, you got to be the, you're, I mean, you're the person making the stuff. You're the person out there on the street selling the stuff. So if you're going to be a salesperson, that's what Dan said. You got to have a personality. You got to have some business acumen. You got to be a little shrewd. You got to be a little, you got to plan. You got to be able to have some financial ability. You got to be able to have a bunch of things in your hat or in your pockets. I don't know. But anyway, you got to be able to do a bunch of different stuff. So, and it's, uh, you know, some of the things you need to be really good at and some of the things you need to just kind of know a little bit of, but you know, uh, it's, uh, it's not easy building something from the ground up. Well, it's it's not not easy. It's, it's not, not easy, but it's not like – there's a lot – you just got to – you can't be lazy. You really need to just be ready to put in a lot of time and effort. I mean, you just got to be able to like grind stuff out. You're just going to have to grind sometimes, and that's the bottom line. Like you're just going to have to grind. Correct. From a different a- – bunch of different aspects. <laughs> anyway, Pete. Uh, I think you kind of nailed it. It's uh, – you got to be – Oh, a, I know. A, 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 calm down. For a guy who doesn't know anything <laughs> about this stuff. It's – you got to be <laughs> – and Jake, all the stuff you mentioned in your question, because I was listening, the, you know, you mentioned <laughs> marketing, photography, uh, you know, content creation, being good to social media, all of that. You have to be a company as one person. You got to be a, mas- a jack of all trades, a master of some. You don't have to be perfect at everything, but there's certain things you got to really put some time into. Also, sleeping helps. Not sleeping helps. Yeah, If you sleep Not less, sleeping. you have more time to do stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, but I, old, I know Jake, he stays up like crazy hours like I do. We talk till 3 a.m. So what about you, Mike? What's up? Uh, well, I mean, I know I just – but I don't really know that you need to be in like involved in social media to do any of this stuff. I don't think no, that's very no. important to be well, I mean, I, I think – no. I think this day and age you have to because it's kind of well, – that's how you, you market have your business. have a presence. But I don't think – if I don't think you need to – if you're like – if you're just going for like a sales – I mean – let's see. I think you need a social media this? presence that is active – Anytime I look at a company and if their well, last post is I think if you're like a paper company, like January, no one cares about your social media presence. You know what I mean? Like if you're selling paper, if you're a woodworking company. Really? Yeah. Michael Scott Paper Company needed to have a social media presence. That's why it didn't succeed. If, if it was in 2020, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was in 2005. Yeah. 
I think yeah, I now mean, nowadays, I mean, think about it this way. Anytime you've looked up a brand or, you know, you're, somebody posts about a brand and you look it up and their last post is from January and there's like zero posts, zero engagement, nothing. Like, do you really even want to like bother? Like you want to kind of, you know, we're I honestly from that don't know that I now. judge any brand by that, to be honest. I do. I'm being really honest. Like, I think if I, it's brands that I'm dealing with in like the woodworking industry, yeah, but like if I'm looking for like an automotive shop, I don't give a crap about their Instagram feed. Like their feed isn't fire. They can't change my oil. You know, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like that's just doesn't. A fire feed I think is. A fire yeah. feed. Is it really? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I know you, I agree you need to have a, I mean, but do you like as a mechanic need to have a, a social media presence? But you should have a Facebook page. You should, as much as we hate Facebook, should well, have, Facebook if you're a physical page, business, yeah, sure. Facebook but business page, like social media. <laughs> should have something, I guess on, on, on Instagram, you can just cross post whatever. I think like, for, especially if you're a business, you need some kind of social media presence of some kind. You need to be discoverable online. And just by opening up a business, you're not going to pop up in Google. You need to actually put in some work. Yeah. Because when people click at like, oh, oil changed me. I agree, but I I took your response as like, you need to be like social media savvy. No, you don't need to be like, not to like, you don't need to be on our level. You don't need to be like marketing and natural. (laughs) Okay, we're on a big (laughs) level. You said it. We're we're the gold Because our main (laughs) thing is marketing. That's all we do is we market ourselves. We're the product in a way, you know? But you need some kind of social media presence and be aware of the different ways people can get in touch with you. That's it. I feel like we're, but yeah, you got to be a master of a lot of different. You got to wear different hats, like Mike said. We're just having a little a little conversation here. Oh yeah, don't to get upset. I mean, I, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call upset. I'm gonna call Jake right now. That's gonna be well, great for the podcast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> From State Farm, yeah, that's a great idea. Our first we'll guest. Right <laughs> um, this next question is from uh, Ah Jevon Cheney about managing your projects. Hey guys, Jevin Cheney here from Cheney Concepts on the Big IG. My question is dealing with project management. I seem to fall into issues with starting multiple projects and then neglecting to complete them until the promised due date is almost too close. Also, with this being a side hustle, how do you handle expected due dates? Obviously, it depends on the project, But with all custom dimension orders, most of the time, it's hard to project an accurate completion date, especially when it's a new project or a new technique that I haven't done before. Thanks, guys. Any advice is greatly appreciated. Daniel, I never give a solid, like a a solid point blank date. I always say you can expect this done six to eight weeks, maybe sooner, maybe longer, but in the rough neighborhood of six to eight weeks. And that's how I get by with that. Because, you know, as we all know, things come up, things change. You need to switch directions sometimes. You can't plan for everything. You can try, but you're going to get side sideswiped. What do you think, Pete? I That's something I actually struggled with a good amount because I treated this as a hobby that was also making money. I don't think of it as a business for the first couple of years. So uh, I had trouble keeping deadlines and, and I tried to keep it kind of broad and vague, but I did end up kind of waiting till the last minute. And when you're waiting for finish to dry, that's not great. So what I shifted my, if you want to call it business, like what my shifted my business to is having, making finished products and selling those instead of taking orders for products. It 
keeps it a lot more fluid on the due date. And I'm still able to get some passive income coming in because like, like he said, it's a side hustle. Uh, so that's, that's been doing pretty well for me and things like with 3d printing. Like I know I can keep printing things on demand as long as my printer works. I'm, I'm good. And if it breaks, I'm just going to refund them the money. Say, Hey, I apologize. I had a breakdown. I can't do it. And you know, whatever. So I try to make things to, uh, and then sell them. What about you, Mike? Um, what he, what he said about everything's like a new project almost. Uh, that's definitely where I'm at. Like every time I do something that's not like a, a cutting board or something where I can't, where I haven't done a million of them. Like I'm doing this coffee table. I've never done a slab coffee table before. Um, I don't know how long that – I had no idea how long that was going to take. I told them it's going to be several weeks. <laughs> I couldn't be That's more vague than quote. that. good quote. I said, I said it's going to be several weeks. I'm two I'm – three, I'm three weeks into this project. I will likely be done or mostly done this weekend and this week. Um, I figured it would take two weeks. But there were some other factors involved that I could have controlled but I didn't and it's my fault. So it's just inexperience. So it's just something you're just going to have to learn. I don't have any input, unfortunately. So that's a crap answer, but that's my answer. That's as much as I know. I just <laughs> haven't done answer. it long enough. Oh, I mean, it's not really. You don't have to make it. The answer basically, you guys both said basically be broad on a, on a due date. Be, be well, kind of I mean, the other, th- <clears throat> the other thing is, is like, I don't get to do this all day, and I haven't done enough of it to have an, have experience under my belt. So, and I don't get to do it all day. And sometimes my job just kind of like uh, goes into my, outside of hours time sometimes my day goes longer than eight or nine hours you know sometimes i end up having like a 10 hour day so it's just a lot of different factors so anyway was that good that was good. yeah great are you guys happy with that i love it look me in the eyes when you say yes michael right. i'm uh, so this, proud of you <laughs> this next one is from uh our friend lee lee omen he has a question about grain direction what's up fellows it's lee from regal street woodshop i was wondering if you had any tips or tricks on telling grain direction, especially on edge grain, or you route trim routering, or I was using a flush trim bit and I had some nasty tear out the other day, and I just can't I can't tell by looking at it. I mean, what do you do? Thanks, guys. I don't really know how to clarify it anymore, but I look at it and I see the grain direction. I don't really know how to clear i mean you should be able to see the grain direction i, I mean i guess on some of some different woods you, maybe like pine you might have a hard time seeing a grain direction in there if it's like super duper bleached out but um i don't really know how to make a better answer than that dan yeah i mean you look at the grain direction that's the way i've always done it uh, if you got to look at it from different angles do that but if I'm routing something like a using a trim router to do an edge profile, I'm always going counterclockwise with the with the router like around the piece if it's mm-hmm. if it's a handheld router. That helps. And when I come to the edge, I'll <clears throat> I'll do a uh, a backwards cut. Do the end grain first? I always do the end grain first and then do like mm-hmm. a like a climb cut which is running it backwards. So mm-hmm. like clockwise when you come to the edge so that it doesn't rip out the edge or the corner, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pete? Yeah. Uh, well, the way, the way I teach it at the school is we would, we work with the uh, ash a lot for the intro class. So it's really easy to find a grain. It's got, it's kind of like Oak. It's got very porous lines in it. 
So I always say just pick a line and just trace it and see if it's throughout the board, if it's going up or down, and that's how you know the direction. And you never want the blade of either a joiner or a planer, you don't want the blade and the tip of that line to be meeting head on. You always want to be he- hitting You don't want it to get the underneath side. the grain. Exactly. You always want it to think of like petting a cat backwards. Dan's cat is there for, for show. Um, <laughs> you know, petting a cat or a dog backwards. You don't want to do that. That's basically what it is. The hair is grain. Uh, so I always say just follow the line and you never want to have the blade and the end grain of that touching. You always want to have the blade hitting the side of that line. Uh, hopefully that, that explains it. Before the cat jumped up here, I was going to say it's kind of like the scales of a fish. You can rub your hands down the scales of a fish, but if you go backwards, you can feel them kind of coming up. And it's the same thing with the hair of a cat, whatever. A lot of fishing out there in Omaha? Yeah. (laughs) They have lakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of ocean fishing. I don't know. A whole lot of ocean. (laughs) All right. Let's jump into this one. This one is from uh, Matt Noble, new patron. Thank you, Matt. Matt. He has a question about delivery. Hey, guys. This is Matt Noble from 4AM Woodcraft. I was wondering how y'all handle delivery dates. Do you typically give a delivery date that you'll have something to a customer by, or do you try to leave it open-ended? I've typically tried to give delivery dates, but inevitably something comes up and <laughs> I just blow right past it. So I uh, definitely don't want to keep doing that because I know that's not great for the um, brand image. But um, anyways, just wonder what you guys do. Thanks a lot. That's a very similar question to Jevin's question about project management. We It bled over from last week, so we just wanted to make sure and play it. But uh, Pete, what do you got? So, and I do want to separate it from that last question. It's very similar, but I like to think of his as the actual the physical delivery. Man, the well, delivery. yeah, he's talking about delivery and Jevin so was talking about like managing your time and stuff. Yeah, so whereas I am fairly flexible or broad, if I do have to do a commission, I'm fairly broad with the delivery like you guys. I totally agree. Ditto. Uh, but as far as the delivery, the actual delivery of it, uh, if I choose a time or a date, I am very unlikely to cancel unless it's like an emergency. Uh, that is one of like, that's to me, that's part of the actual, uh, like my word and my customer experience, what they get with you me. You owe that like, to them. I owe that to them. Like, like, hey, I will deliver it to you or you can pick it up in this window. I will be home or I will deliver it then or the company will get it out by then. You know, if it's like, if I'm doing FedEx or USPS, that's up in the air. But if I'm physically delivering something, uh, I'm very, like I, I treat that very like dear to my heart. That's part of my customer experience. What about you, Dan? You do a lot of this. Yeah, um, Ditto to everything you just said. If we if we're talking about the physical delivery, you know, I won't give them an actual date until I'm getting close and I know I can pin it down. There you go. And then you know I'll reach out and say we're we're looking at delivery this day, and you know that it that day is my bible and I stick to it. Mm-hmm. I mean you know that that really comes along with your brand and you don't want like any sort of like negative connotations coming with your brand because you can't stick to your, your promise day. So yes, that's a very good point, Pete. Mike. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm just going to say ditto because it's really important. That's like a physical interaction with the client. You need to take it very seriously. So that's like, that's something that when you, I mean, when you give that hard date, you need to hold, keep your word to that because 
it's just going to destroy your brand. Um, this next question is for is from Justin with Rustic Grains. He's got a couple great questions, and we are going to answer those after his question. Hey, what's up, guys? Justin here with Rustic Grain Designs. I was actually sanding cabinets here in the shop and listening to episode six for the third time because I've already listened to everything else twice. Thank you, Justin. I want to say you guys are doing an amazing job. I'm super proud of you guys. Uh, I really, really enjoy listening to the podcast and keep up the great work. Also, congratulations on making it to episode 22. After the first episode, I didn't think you guys would make it after that because the audio was just so horrible. You guys are doing a good job. Keep it up. I got two questions for you guys today. One, what is the overall goal of the podcast? Is it something you've thought about or is it just another way for you guys to make content for yourselves? And then two, do you guys plan on ever having guests on? Or are we just going to have to listen to you three talk all the time, which is completely fine with me. I'm okay with it. I look forward to your answer and keep up the good work and congratulations on episode 22. I, we, I mean, we haven't really, I mean, we all know the, the answer is the same for all of us, I think, in terms of the goal. Right. I mean, let's all kind of round table this while we talk. I mean, yeah, to meet I, women. I we, <laughs> oh, my wife listens to this. <laughs> yeah, and that was my fiance. <laughs> your daughter, Shlema. Oh no, um, <laughs> no, um, I mean, we, I mean, I don't He's, think it's wrong. I mean, we want to make money on this and do this as much as we can. I mean, we'd love to, we'd do it every day if the money was there. Right. Yeah. We enjoy it, but I mean, we want, I mean, the real goal is, is, I guess it's another form of content. Um, we enjoy it it's, a lot. It, yeah, I mean, we love doing it. We love and, doing it. And it's it. like this commu- – it, our goal from the beginning was to make this to be like a community thing. We wanted it – we wanted it to be a community thing. We wanted this thing to be a thing that 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 would create its own following, I guess. I, I don't yeah. I, I don't want to say following and make it sound any sort of derogatory way. It's it's We wanted to have like a, 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 com- a community. We want a community around yeah. this thing. And it's and we, that's why we make questions such an important part of it. We talk about what's on our bench to kind of like get some, you know, brevity going out of the gate and we get some banter going back and forth. But we want the show to be about the community and questions. And, you know, we're not like experts. No. But we have knowledge. And we uh, we want to share it. We want to share what we do have, and if we don't have it, you know, and we make a mistake on something, and there's a better answer out there. You know, that's too bad. But I mean, that's our goal is to help as much as we can, and we have we have fun with each other. Like we've become the three of us have become very close through this process. Yep. One would and, say best uh, friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say <laughs> text to prove it. <laughs> Entrapment. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, we have. We've become very close. Yeah. And uh, it's it's really fun. And we, we're doing this thing together. And now it's kind of – it's grown legs. And it's doing well. Yeah. And it's always it's crazy. fun to be a part of something that does well. Um, you know, jump in. Jump in on that. I mean, we, we love the the community. We love doing this content let's creation. Not, we love sharing Let's not this make stuff. this into like a – Love fest. Like a, like a love – let's no, really but, go well, stick with me, the goals. Well, I, I know on, you're going to say, I'm softening Pete, them up right. so I, I can I get to the, the hardcore stuff. Yeah. So we do love doing this and we can want to continue doing this, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. A lot of work. And the reality is we're doing, we were doing for years 
uh, a lot of work basically unpaid. We're just putting a lot of hours into it and which we enjoy the community and all that, but it's hours. It's hours away from our families. It's hours in a shop and not doing other stuff around the house. And we wanted it to be multiple streams of income. And this is one of them. You know, Let's kind of discuss what the hours are because I, I was telling people about our schedule and, or someone about our schedule and they couldn't believe it. I mean, we're in here for an hour and a half before we start recording. Yep. Yep. We record for an hour plus. Mm-hmm. Then we're in here for another 30 minutes afterwards, buttoning everything up, getting all the ex- the files exported so that I can edit it. Then I edit. That takes an hour and a half. Pete edits the video and the pre-show. That takes him an hour and a half and gets out or longer. Is it hour and a half? Hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half. Dan uh Dan No, I'm just joking. Dan Dan does the Dan runs the Instagram and gets the giveaway stuff together. And that's and we're all kind of hopping in and out of the the Instagram stuff. And then, you know, we're all running our Instagram pages, but we're all interacting with the Instagram page as much as we can. And, you know, now we have the Patreon stuff, which we're super thankful for. But we also have to maintain that. There's administrative things. We now have to have like a meeting every week. It seems like there's something we need to either address or get in front of every week. So we're we're spending multiple hours a week on this project. Yes. And we love it. Like we love it. And I think we, this is so fun for to us. To go back and, yeah. and hit the hit the question right right on the head is I think or at least my ultimate goal for this is to have this be like my full-time like gig like i would oh, love i would to, love yeah. to do yeah. the podcast full-time that's my goal mm-hmm. I th- mm-hmm. that Me would too. be like a dream to to sit and banter with two of my best friends in the world and just talk mm-hmm. and have this be our job if we could do this every day and realistically do it we would do that in yeah. a heartbeat so i'm gonna say just that's the, the ultimate goal it's for not the on show. the table yeah, this, I think, this gets yeah, us one step right. closer to living our dream, doing woodworking, and having fun, and content, and sharing and doing knowledge, and creating yep. content. Yep, yep. It's another stream for us to be able to achieve our. The three of us individually have basically the same goal, and then within this another woodshop podcast, we have the same goal here as well. I mean, it just feeds the other thing. So um, that's the goal. And as far as guests go, I think we've kind of landed on we're going to try to yep. shoot for like one a month. Yeah. Um, yeah, or whatever kind of, it works like, out really to be, you know, not like set in stone. Poll, I mean, but we did a poll on our Patreon page and it was like a landslide, uh, yeah. to have guests and no, even those people that were like, eh, we're basically saying like, yeah, but like not all the time. Like, no, not all the time. Not all the time. Definitely. <laughs> no, it won't while. be a lot. Yeah. And, and we, it, I don't know if I can really discuss this. We can cut this if anything later in editing, but basically we've kind of discussed that we will have other makers and we're kind of firmly on like not really having like, you know, brands coming in to do an ad type of thing, but. Well, yeah, I mean, we've kind of, I don't know. We, if we, we want to do right now, by you. Um, <laughs> if it's something beneficial to you, we will bring it on. If it's something new or cool out there, I think that's that's fair. But we mainly yeah. want to focus on the makers we all follow. There are um, – there's definitely – obviously, we'd love to get as many makers as we could on here when it makes sense. Um, but we don't want to stray from what the show is. And what we've – the and this kind of ties into Justin's question about what's the goal of the show – and it's like we create we're creating a community here and it's it's been growing like so great we're so proud of that like we have so much prou- pride in how much the show has grown um 
We don't want to just pivot all of a sudden and the thing that's working, you know, it sounds great. Having guests on a show sounds great, but it, we might do it and then it's like, oh, maybe that wasn't a great idea. Yeah. But we're definitely going to do it. We're definitely going to do it because there's only one way to find out. I mean, originally when we started this, our first few episodes, we were going to be talking about topics that were brought in from people. Yeah. Now it's become like a question and answer show, which we love. No complaints from us, but that's what it is. Yeah, it's I grown like it into so that better. kind of organically. Yeah. Which is nice. And it tra- yeah, it changed into that. And we don't – I don't want to ch- – I mean, I love it. I love it I mean, too. If, it, if it gets, you know, stale, we need to address it and we need to maybe go with like a topic show again. But – Guests can help with that staleness too, if, if, if anything else. So if we bring, if we mix these things up a bit, it will be interesting and that's good. As long as it doesn't pull away from the like mission statement our, of the show, I guess. Yeah, I mission statement. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Our mission By the way, we need we to get have, a mission statement together. Yeah, we, we should get a mission get, statement down. We should probably get with our, uh, our lawyer who doesn't also <laughs> exist either. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of our best answer we can that's get, like, I think. Right? Really deep question. It is. It's a really it's good one, Justin. Justin. That was an amazing question. I love it. Um, also, he thinks n- we're great. We're doing a great job. Thanks, dude. I paid him to say Justin's that. Justin's a great guy. I love the, I love the dude. Yeah, He's so Justin's great. a great guy. All right, let's go and do uh, this question from T with TK Woodworking. What up, guys? This is T from TK Woodworking. Love the podcast. I feel like we've all heard that saying that imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Uh, but at what point is it not flattering anymore? Um, I'd love to hear how you guys have handled situations where someone is avidly using your ideas or a content and not giving you credit. Do you just let bygones be bygones or how do you respectfully call someone out on it? Uh, about a month ago, I personally had a maker reach out to me to ask for a set of stencils. I only make stencils for my cornhole boards. He asked for a set. I referred him to a maker who does it for a living. Um, I ended up talking to the maker, letting him know I referred a couple people his way because I didn't want to step on any toes. And he actually ended up being really cool about it and said, go ahead and make stencils. I'm super swamped. You know, I don't mind at all. Do you feel that it's warranted in certain situations to reach out to makers and ask, you know, a little bit for of their permission to use their ideas on your page? Love to hear your thoughts. Love you guys. Dan? I think it's a good idea to reach out to somebody if you feel that you might be stepping on their toes and using their uh, their one-off idea. I think it, that might be a good... It's, it's just a good like community thing to do, right? We were just talking about community. However, if I find that somebody's doing that to me, I feel like no good's going to come of trying to call somebody out. I just I try to ignore it and move on. Let bygones be bygones. I got more important things to worry about. What about you, Pete? I haven't really run into to the issue yet, but you know, I mean, I personally, like you said, diddle to that, like I would reach out always. I, I never want to feel like I'm stepping on people's toes. I especially feel that way with the 3D printing world because a lot of these ideas are already kind of out there, and you can just take people's files and just print them, and that's just blatantly copying it. For some of it, you're allowed. Some of it, you're not. So it's kind of a gray area. That's why I always uh, like to just make my own. Uh, but, you know, I haven't really run into an issue where somebody was just blatantly copying my work. And it's like, all right, whatever. I just ignore it. Unless it's like a repost account that's very just just blatantly trying to sell some BS. And I get kind of annoyed and I might report them. Um, oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What about you, Mike? 
Well, um, tease the example of the the vinyl. I don't. I don't think she needed to like get permission to make money. I mean, it's not like that person has that on lock. No, she doesn't. I but mean, it's not like it was a good move to not, to say, "Hey, yeah, it's a classy move." But I don't know what I mean. Unless I don't know that there's a. I mean, I don't know if they have. A, I don't know their relationship to each other. I don't know what her relationship with that person is. So if like Dan was making. I, I don't know, whatever, vinyl. And then I was like, I'm going to start making vinyl. I'd probably be like, hey, I'm going to do this too, but uh, we're not really in the same neighborhood. No. <laughs> it's not like that big of a deal. So, I mean, but I mean, we're all on here. You can't like expect someone to not make the same things you are, especially like a one-off. Now, if you find that they're making everything you are and their whole entire page is what you've made, then you start to get into weird situation where it's like oh man this is really frustrating oh and like their style is starting to look like yours and like you're starting to notice that everything about their entire thing is starting to look yours it's very very frustrating but you really can't call them out i mean all it does is create drama and that just is just doesn't help anything so you know you see someone who's doing the same thing literally in the content world, post for post as you, it's, uh, it's, it's garbage. It's really frustrating. And you're just like in this really bad spot where like, what are you supposed to do? All you can do is help try to get light onto it. And Hey, yeah. be like, Hey, you know, it's uh, tough. Cause it's you like, can't really do a lot. You can't, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly frustrating when you're in that situation from what I understand. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, what can you do? You just, uh, gotta be the bigger person sometimes. And it's really tough to do that sometimes. So it's very tough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all you can do is hope that other people notice that and, um, yeah, bring light to it, rally, happening. you know, yeah. rally, and then you can get all your people behind you and then hopefully the best thing, the outcome happens. There's not much, a whole lot you can do now. If it's, uh, like actually taking money off your plate, then you might want to, uh, make a, a big, a bigger scene out of it yeah. <laughs> and actually bring it up. Yeah, that's, that's Maybe a not point like that, in a story or a post. Someone's blatantly copying you your designs. Probably want to like roll in and be like, hey, man, or person, you need to, you know, kind of chill on that. So, you know, I know that I just said that T- TK didn't need to um, ask that person's permission. And I actually don't think she did because it's kind of a one off thing. But um, if this person was like making everything that you make after you've started making it, that would be, uh, that would be a big, big no-no. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's that one. I think yeah. we should. Uh, we should that's get all into the, the giveaway. Yeah, we need to get into the giveaway. Yes, that's we the do. patron questions. So, so Dan, why don't you take over that? Well, this week we gave away uh, Moss Epoxy Crackzilla and Woodzilla, both a hundred eighty-five milliliter tube. I think is what we discussed yep. last week. Mm-hmm. And this week's winner was Brad. Gillespie, Gillespie, Gillicuddy, <laughs> Giles Pie. Pie. Congratulations, <laughs> Brad, Brad Gillespie. I already messaged him on IG. We'll see if he responds. We'll get Sweet. that package out to him or Rusty over at Macbeth will because Macbeth sponsors the giveaways. Thank you, Macbeth. Thank you, Macbeth. Thank you so much, Macbeth. And this week we are giving away a Payne Brothers or Payne Bros premium knife supply otter knife crate now if you don't know what that is that is like a knife blank where you can make your own handle and we were looking them up online they're nice they're crazy they nice. are nice this yeah. thing is a 90 dollar yeah. value 
It's super. That's nice. a lot of money. That's, I, that's sick. That's I didn't really know cool I wanted away. this until I saw a picture of it, and now I kind of want it. Um, but yeah, somebody else is going to win this this week. And this week's code phrase. Oh. Baking soda walnut. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Baking soda accelerator. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, we already had a is walnut code phrase. Pete looks bummed out. Ba- I'm, I'm trying to baking I'm soda. Just brainstorming. This is my thinking face. It looks like I farted. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe it looks like hashtag stroke. Ooh, <laughs> walnut Hulk. No. It turned green. Because oh, it's I green. No, I'm, yeah. I like baking really soda accelerator. You like that? There was going to be something good, but it was real bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like baking soda accelerator. We're going to go with that. Right. My call. Executive decision. Baking soda right. accelerator. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So that is the code phrase. Send that to us in a DM at another woodshop podcast on IG or email us at another woodshop podcast at gmail.com. Baking soda accelerator. Hold that knife kit. No, me too. It is cool. Super nice. I was like, ah, oh, man. So cool. All right. Back to the show. Okay. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Um, this is from Alex Blanton with Blanton's Custom Builds. You'll hear from my lawyers. That's right. Lawyers. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Alex from Blanton's Custom Builds. Mike, I promise I had that name picked out before I started following you. So no copyright infringement there. I want to thank you guys for being so open. Uh, Anytime I've sent a message directly or commented, I always get feedback. And it means a lot because there are a lot of accounts out there that just take this as a social game and don't remember that there are real people on the other end. So I really appreciate that. I would say I'm a longtime listener, but I just blitzed through the podcast in like two weeks. And I wish you guys would make an episode every day because... Now my drives to work are going to be boring. Anyway, on to the question. Um, I saw in Pete's story the other day a storage cabinet for stains and uh, polys and epoxy and all that. And it led me to think, obviously, you guys are all in three different climates. One thing I've always been really bad about is storing all of my stains or, or covers. And I just wanted to know... How serious do you guys take the storage recommendations on the manufacturer? Uh, I'm in Kentucky, so humidity is pretty high. Winters get pretty cold. Summers get pretty hot. And at some point, I've got to decide how long I'm going to wait before I lose product because it's been sitting too long in a a non-climate control. So just want to get your take on that. Appreciate everything everything you guys are doing and keep it going. Hope to talk to you soon. Pete? There are storage recommendations inside <laughs> of those packages. <laughs> I just stick them in my cabinet. And occasionally, every couple of years, or every year, I have a cleaning party. I invite some friends, we have some wine, um, and, you know, we play some Nickelback, and then we just yes! pull out the stuff Nickelback that's dry. kind of party! <laughs> <laughs> that, that was for Dan. Uh, yeah, no, occasionally I just find a can that doesn't move uh. when I shake it, and it goes in a trash. You know, I I really don't follow that. I know there's some people that use like those products that are like, uh, basically it's like a gas in a like argon, and you like spray you like argon, you spray the argon into the can and seal it so you don't get the oxygen doing you know making a mess out of your poly. Uh, But I really I don't I just try to get through the the finish you know as quickly as possible. 
And if it, you know, and then sometimes I have like garbage projects that like a shop project or I'm redoing a workbench. And that's when I use like the bottom of the can or whatever is still moving. Because I don't care how it looks. It just needs to be a finish to like really seal it and make glue not stick. What about you, Mike? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't follow it. I mean, it's <laughs> like, uh, I have like a corner of my shop where it's the coolest and the most stable in terms of temperature. And I built my shelving there and, um, everything just stays there. <laughs> and if I open it up and it looks goofy, I throw it out and go buy a new one. So <laughs> I don't really have an emotional attachment to it. So not a big deal. I mean, and I not generally, my own I go, is. no, I mean, that stuff, <laughs> yeah, it lasts forever. Go, I use it so much. It doesn't, you know, I mean, it doesn't yeah. really go bad. I mean, there's definitely finishes in there where I'm probably gonna need to go open it. I mean, I have a thing of stain I bought when I first started woodworking because I God. thought you had to stain everything. <laughs> and I used it once and I've never stained anything since then because I hated it so much. So <laughs> I just moved back. It's probably bad. I'm I have sure. a it's dozen of those little... sample cans. That's all I have. Yeah, ever it's one of those. Yeah. It's like a gray or something like that. I was like, oh, woodworking, you have to stain. <laughs> well, then I learned you don't. And uh, I, now I haven't touched it. So then you learn um, that there's woods that come in those colors. Right. Yeah, the woods come in those colors, it turns out. So, okay. So well, there's yeah, a walnut I, uh, wood? <laughs> it's uh it's uh yeah i don't same dittos long ditto dan short ditto yep all right um <laughs> no Next i got one. i got oh. another dan's hot tip though oh uh, yes God. <laughs> those really liquidy oil-based stains if you let them sit long enough in your cabinet they become gel stains Really? I thought they were just trash. Well, they're trash, basically, but they become thick like well, gel. Also, yeah. <laughs> oh, shop furniture gel stain. No. Got it. No, but it doesn't work. I don't but pay attention to those recommendations either, and they sit in my cabinet, and if I reach for them and they're goopy and nasty, you know, they go in the trash and I get a new one. Same as these guys. Yeah. They're only yeah, like 10, I mean, 20 it's bucks. Like, it's, you know. Whatever. Yeah, you're not like throwing out like a bandsaw or something. And you're only <laughs> losing like Bandsaw's a couple bad. dollars go. that's left. Bad, gotta get a new one. All this blade's bad. Throw it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta get a new bantle. All right. Uh, this next question is from Brandon. He has a question about woodworking. Hey, guys. Brandon from Churn Table Creations on the IG. So the question I have for you is I have the opportunity to purchase a 12-inch joiner planer combo. I've also been looking at the Woodpecker Slab Flattening Jig Pro. Kind of does the same thing. Now, just to give you a background on my shop, I already have a saw stop 3 horsepower professional cabinet saw. I have a Laguna 14-inch bandsaw. I have a drum sander, pretty awesome. I have a 6-inch delta joiner, and I have a lunchbox planer. Who doesn't start out with that thing? Now, I also got some fest tools, uh, you know, here, there, the domino, kind of stuff like that. Now, my big question is, if you're in my situation and you're looking at two pretty much opposite spectrums, which one would you lean towards more? Would you go towards the 12-inch joiner planer combo or the woodpecker and kind of put that money towards other tools that I might need in my shop, you know, some other essential hand tools or something like that? Uh, just kind of seeing where you guys' opinion at on this and uh, keep up the podcast, man. I love listening to it each time it comes out and uh, look forward to your answers. Well, did he, Thank Dan you for like, did he call in just to flex on all the tools he had? Yeah, um, yeah, and he's like at a casino or something. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? He's like, he's like trying to win the next tool. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, I'm gonna start with this one if that's yeah, okay that's with fine. you. Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Mike. I don't think you should get that 
slab flattening jig over a joint or planer combo if that's on the table. Uh, it's it can do the same job and it can do a wider piece, but you're going to be doing it for a whole Saturday, so yeah. it's not going to be efficient at all. And if you're going to be upgrading tools, make it efficient. So get a joint or planer combo if you can get a 12 inch joint or planer combo. Uh, I'm not a fan of those combo machines. I know they're probably just fine. I know that there's ones out there that are good um, in terms of actual build quality. But when you have a 12-inch jointer, that signals to me that you're working with wide panels. And if you have a 12-inch planer, you're now limited to a 12-inch planer, which means you're now limited. So it doesn't make any sense to me on the combo machines. I do understand the floor, the footprint savings you get for the two-into-one tools. And I do understand that those trend, you know, the transition from the one tool to the other tool is uh, not like a big deal. It's like a minute of a transition. But uh, I just think Shopsmith whenever I hear about those tools. <laughs> <laughs> I just think but like maybe he's got the uh, festival you know, shopsmith. You don't know the f- festival shopsmith. Yeah, I just think shopsmith, and I just think usually when you have a machine, the one that's dedicated to one function is better than a machine that is dedicated to two functions. In my general opinion, yeah, um, that's my answer. I think you should get. I know it sounds counterintuitive to what I'm saying. I really think you should get the joiner planer combo over the slab flattening jig. You're just going to find that it's not it's not going to quite accomplish the jointing function you need. It will get it flat, but it's more flat over a wider surface. It's not dead flat over every inch of that surface, if that makes sense. Anyway. Dan? I'm just going to say ditto to what you said. Um, right. I don't know anything about either of those machines, so ditto to Mike. Makes for a great show, doesn't it? Go, Pete. <laughs> Go, Pete. <laughs> so I, I've seen the joiner planer combo, uh, you know, at work, and it does a good job. It's a good, it's a good tool. Also, like yeah, I'm sure twelve I'm inch sure joiner, like twelve cool. inch planer. It's like oh, cool. All right, twelve, 12 inch joiner. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a nice little feature. But like yeah. Mike said, it sounds like you're working with some larger panels, and you know, if I have to choose those two. Yeah, go with the joiner planer combo. What I would really say is, if you're in that price point, look. Did he say he has a drum sander? Mm-hmm. He did. I'd like. I feel like a drum sander would do some of the work that he would need to do. But I'd say I'm always a fan of a dedicated tool. Upgrade your joiner or upgrade your planer or slightly upgrade both. Don't get a combo. I feel like they, yeah, they save you space, but there's just more things for it to go wrong. Honestly, the tools this guy was rattling it off, it doesn't sound like he's afraid to purchase expensive tools. So buy the 12-inch joiner, give it another few months, buy the big planer, move on. I mean, that's that's my my suggestion. If you got a lunchbox, go to the 735, whatever, the the slightly bigger, uh, the Walt one. Why would you spend another few hundred bucks to get one inch? (laughs) There's something in there somewhere. There's a joke in there. (laughs) The show title in there. That's a bit long, $100 to get one inch. $100 extra inch. Oh, that's, um, that's good. Anyway, I think we all agree on that one. This next question is from Eric Herman. He has a question for our show. Hey, guys. Eric with Seven Bridges Woodworks. Wondering if you have ever wanted to incorporate other making medias into your woodworking whether that be blacksmithing, leatherworking, 
metal work of any kind, anything. Just wondering what your thoughts are. Thanks. Beep. I've been wanting to get into welding for forever because I have so many cool ideas in my head and I just want to put them into, like, I want to make them real and I can't because I don't have any welding buddies and I don't have a welder and I want to learn it. Plus, metal table bases are hella expensive. And then there's the whole thing with the shipping, which how dare they ship for a lot of money because they're heavy. So I'd rather just make my own. There's a lot of different ideas I have and I, I wish I could, you know, work with metal. That's that's my answer. Mike? Uh, I have I currently have zero desire to spread my focus from anything I'm doing right now because I currently barely have the time to get what I'm doing now done. And if I spread it any thinner, I think I'll die. <laughs> like I can barely get things done. Like it's, I'm just like at my wits end sometimes trying to get all the things I've committed myself to done. So for me, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so However, about you. I want to, I want to stick with you though for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's pretend like you're able to start doing this full time, this content creation making. Mm-hmm. What would you like to, would, would you, st- would your answer stay the same? No, it wouldn't. If it if it would if it was this, the next thing I would focus on is CNC endeavors, and then I I actually already know how to weld. I actually was taught how to weld when I was like really young. My dad taught me how to weld, and I went to a I I know how to weld. I I could probably pick one up and give me a week, and I'd be back up at it. Um, and I can make a nice bead probably by the end of the weekend too. So, um, I would do that for sure. Making metal bases. I love industrial look a lot. Our whole downstairs is the industrial look. Um, and if I was able to do this full time, I would definitely have a nice welding setup somewhere in my shop. So excellent. Yes. Daniel. Great answer. Um, Dan. Oh. I would also like to take up metalworking for the simple base for the simple reason of making metal bases. Mm-hmm. They, they look great. And, they're expensive, but I don't have room in my shop to add anything else. I, I just, I feel yeah. like I'm really, you know, <clears throat> pushing, pushing it. it as it is. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if I had unlimited yeah. space, yeah, I would, I would love to have like a metal, metalworking side to my shop. I think it'd be great. It's tough, man. Balancing it all is yeah, yeah. super tough. Um, hey, this next question is from a gentleman by the name of Jay the D from the Big IG. He has a question for us as well. Hey guys, it's Josh the Dad. Yep, Josh the Dad, one of the Big IG, coming at you with this week's random question. So I've had a pretty busy week, and that means, unfortunately, I haven't been in the shop very much. But our shop is also our garage. It's our way in and out of the house that we mostly use all the time. And as things come in and out, things get piled up. So it's time to clean. So yesterday I had some free time. I cleaned out about a third of it, blew it out, got it all cleaned up, and I had wasted space. So I rearranged all my stuff so it would fit. And now we've gained a a proud six more inches of walking space. Yes, such a glorious thing. But my question for you this week is how often do you, not clean, but how often do you rearrange? I mean, I can understand rearranging for a new tool and whatnot, but how often do you actually rearrange the layout of your shop to fit your needs? Have a great week. Start with you guys first. Dan? 
I have never like done a, done a dedicated rearranging of my shop. It's always what? Paint over your shop. <laughs> it's always just since 1987. <laughs> the saw stop's been in the same spot. <laughs> what? Um, I can't even believe it. Whenever I get a new tool, I'm like, oh, I gotta make space for it, and I just I try to focus on that little space. But I've never like done a whole like shop dedicated rearranging, which. It sounds like we may do when Mike and Rusty come out to my show. No, you're dead. When I get there, how's your driveway? Is it pretty flat? Is it? Oh, dang! Oh. Is it? Yeah, it's terrible. We need to pull literally everything out of your shop. Oh, we can. It we can put it on the driveway. Me. That's still doable. Okay, okay. We need to pull everything out of your shop and start fresh. All right. Just blow that whole Let's thing do up it. and do the whole thing. We'll Let's spend do that it. whole day. It's gonna be fun. Order pizza, a pile of beers. Ooh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna some, get you guys uh, Casey's some sugar on me. pizza. Just Casey's yeah. pizza. You've never had Casey's Pizza. It's going to blow your mind. All right. Dude, I can't I'm wait. 15 minutes from New York. I Don't talk pizza to me. I get mad. Oh, God. This guy. Yeah, get I'm going to. Do I your said stupid it. thing. Answer your dumb question. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to edit at Pete's part out. <laughs> Go, Pete. Tell us your stupid answer. <laughs> I live near New York. Uh, the water makes the pizza delicious. <laughs> so, I'm a level three rogue gnome. <laughs> um... Level 120 Paladin, thank you. Uh, level 60 now, because they recapped the love new expansion of World of Warcraft. Everyone dope. actually gets oh brought down God. to 60. Wake me when you Yes, done. said it. <laughs> yes, said it. All right, do you Okay, so, uh, no, I, I I, am very much in just a dad's uh, situation, because I am in a shop that is a garage as well. I hide it. I, I'd like to think Dude. really well. I, I tuck stuff away. There's, there's juices. I've heard that there's, about you. Hey yo, I do a nice tuck. <laughs> I tuck away all this stuff I don't want Instagram to see. So there's like there's literally like juices, toilet paper, there's cans of food and like random stuff all over the, the shop, but it's all hidden. It's inside my workbench, it's in the cabinets. That's why most of my tools that I use are kinda out or in a toolbox or they're big tools, because all the other cabinets are filled with like household items. Uh, I've started migrating as much as I can into the shed and into this thing that my family doesn't know uh, what it is. It's it's called trash. They don't seem to know what it is because they like to keep everything in the garage. Neither does Dan. <laughs> oh. And, but for me, mainly, I do major renovation or like major reorganizations when I get a new tool, uh, which because I used to get a lot of used tools and constantly be upgrading, it was fairly often. So that was my answer. That's it. Next question. <laughs> and we're back. We just edited that back. Cool. I was able to edit that out. Did you want to yeah. throw it to me? Oh, you, oh I forgot. Oh, you started I, talking and you threw it right to us. I thought he went. Hey, Dan, so you want to answer again? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> hey, Michael, how about you in your perfect shop uh, that is not allowed to have any household items in it? It is not allowed to have any household items in it. I am very, very strict about that. Uh, it works. I'm really, really, I get anxious when I have like a mess in my shop or where I'm trying to get it. If I need to be efficient and get stuff done, if I have a mess, I start to get anxious about things and I keep everything out of there that is not related to woodworking. I don't, my son brings in some toys. They go back in the house. They do not stay in there. <laughs> I don't want them in my shop. That's right not the fire pit. That. I'm trying to, yeah, right in the fire pit. I currently have I try a to get them out of there go floaty in my shop it was in the background of one of my stories people saw it 
I don't think there's a better way to signify the differences between you and me than that pink flamingo. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) so, you know, I'm talking about some expansions in the shop and we're going to be buying a shed to get rid of the stuff from the, I'm going to be taking over the old shop as well. Um, We're going to be buying a shed here really soon to put all that stuff in a shed Um, because I want nothing that's not anything that I see as a distraction from what I'm trying to get done. I I have to be focused and that's how I keep myself focused is by – that's why I've made my shop what it is because I like it to be clean and I like it to be focused on woodworking so I can get that done and I'm not getting distracted in there. So, that's kind of my motto on it. But that doesn't answer your question at all. Uh, well, the question your is, shop, Mike. Yes. The an- to answer the question is, uh, never. I set up my shop when I set up my shop when I moved into it, and I think it's pretty well optimized for the size of my space. Um, and I guess it would be only tool related. So whenever I get a tool, I have to move things, but usually it's got a de- it's got a spot for it already set up. So that answers the question for me. Is that is that good? That is fantastic. So good. Okay. Ten out of ten. I'll allow it. So, <laughs> so we are at an hour and thirteen for the recording. So we could probably do one or two, maybe three more questions. Yeah, we've got um, one. Actually, we've only got two questions left, guys. Let's, Let's do it. Bang through them. Th- this one's uh, from Jack at Salish Seas. Where did it go? I'm sorry. Right here. Hey guys, Jack here from Salish Sea Woodworks. Looking for some more hot tips. And I was thinking about tools that are used outside of maybe their intended purpose to give you a little more versatility in the shop. And the example I was thinking about was you can use a biscuit joiner as a way to cut splines on a miter joint or a miter box. So I was just curious, what are your guys' tips and tricks for, or an example of something, a tool being stretched outside of its maybe intended purpose to give you a little more creativity, a little more versatility in the shop? And, uh, yeah, just curious what your thoughts are. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, I saw a guy on Instagram use his domino to cut splines, which I thought was sick. Yes. So I, and it's, uh, I think it's Papa Science, I think is his name. Um, he used his spline to cut, do- to cut, or he used his domino to cut splines. And then, uh, we saw, there's another guy named Jones who just did it for, sp- I guess they're splines. I don't know that they actually provide any value because they're middle of a joint. Uh, I guess they would for, but, but anyway, it's the same, it's the same thing. Um, using a domino for cutting splines. I thought that was really cool and I plan on doing it. Also, it's, I guess it's technically the intended purpose, but another thing that domino does that I think, I think legitimately looks awesome is through dominoes for drawer boxes looks so sick. I just think it's, did I take your answer? Nope. I'm nope, sorry. I've done that. Oh, okay. It's like, yep, I've done I, that. It's awesome. Through dominoes on drawer boxes, I should have done it on this drawer I did. The reason I couldn't is because my bit, my workbench was taken over by this slab and it had uh, epoxy drying on it and I couldn't move it. Otherwise, I was going to do it. It looked – I love the look of, of through domino uh, – uh, through dominoes for uh, for drawer boxes. Anyway, Pete? Uh, for me, Well, he took mine because I love using a biscuit joiner for splines, but – Well, it's a different really tool. A, it, it's, it's a good tip. But one oh, but I guess that I get question. a lot of uh, – weird questions about is I, I sharpen with sandpaper. I know sandpaper is not usually intended for sharpening, but I do it and it does a good, good job. Not a I great job, but a good job. That's it. People are always like, won't you use stones? Like, cause I'm cheap. That's why. 
I'll use it for a rough for a rough sand when I'm trying to get. Oh, a I get edge, it like, down to like up. fine, like shave the ar- hairs off my arm. Fine. So, okay. What about you, Dan? Actually, I want to track back to Mike and saying through dominoes. I was actually going to make the drawers for the desk that I'm making with through dominoes because I like that look too. It and I've done sick. it in the past. It, I I really like it, and it's super strong. But uh, right, boxes are already super strong. You had those through dominoes. It's ridiculous. Right? So yeah. uh, my answer would be the table saw is so flipping versatile. You can do so mm-hmm. much stuff that, you know, most people see the table saw and they're just thinking about rip cuts, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have, I actually have a, vi- a YouTube video on cutting oh. circles with the table saw, like circle tabletops. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people. Is it a miter jig? Is it a miter slot jig? It's, yeah, it's, it's a miter slot jig and it? you go in circles on a nail and mm-hmm. yeah, I got a whole video. Go watch the video. No. <laughs> I'm talking to the <laughs> listeners. I don't care I've about you. your video. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, I've seen people uh, make make jigs where they can cut tapered legs, round tapered legs on the table, table saw. I think Izzy Swan has like... Izzy. It's he's Izzy got like a sure. million videos on different jigs for the table saw. You see... You see him doing stuff with it. It's like mind blowing. I've seen people mm-hmm. cut cove, cove cuts with the table saw. By M- Matthias Wendell used to do it all the yeah. time. His, I mean, it's super simple too. You just set up an angle right? on your fence and you just. Run I, it over the, the first co- time co- I saw that, I was crazy. like, "Holy moly!" I never thought of that. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like duh. The table saw is so versatile, and people don't even realize it. Yeah. That's my answer. Yep. Uh, we actually have two more questions. Do you think we should pound through them? I think we should. Let's get them yeah, cleared let's out. Go. Let's, let's, them out. let's roll. Yeah, this one's from Nick. I don't know what he has to say. Let's see what it is. Hey, guys. Nick from The Working Green. Um, love the podcast. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I was just wondering, what is a tool or a technique that you regularly use that you're least comfortable or confident with? Thanks. Pete? Uh, hand tool stuff. Hand tool joinery. Like, I, you know, I've definitely been getting more and more into it, but it's something that just each time kind of uh scares me a little bit and i always want to do an overly good job uh so like anytime i'm working with chisels and hand planes uh i take extra care because i i feel like i'm botching it because <laughs> i'm such a noob with it i'm I'm a fair fairly new person to hand tools and i've been using them for a year and i still feel very new to them so that's one thing that i'm very intimidated about but very often try to do what about you mike uh i would have to say hand tools as well i think in terms of technique uh, you know, it's dovetails. I just haven't put any more time into it. I really want to learn. I really, well, I know how to do them. I want to get better at dovetails, hand cut dovetails really bad. It doesn't intimidate me. I actually really enjoy it. I've made like eight joints now. It's nothing, but I actually, the whole time I'm just like, I, you just, it feels good when you're doing it by hand, but you also have to have a lot of time to be able to do it. And it's just really hard to find the time for that. Dan? Finger joints on the table saw actually intimidate me for some reason. I'm always really? scared that like I'm gonna botch it like hard and they're not gonna fit together and I'm gonna ruin like a whole piece. Mm. I, think, I don't know why I they intimidate. Me. I love finger joints. They just do. Yeah, we always have the, we all have these weird things. I really love finger joints. I think they just look so oh, they good. Look great. And I've I've have this jig I made like a shop made jig that's repeatable, you know, and I can change sizes. But I think I'm gonna buy that ink rock that eye box jig. That thing's a little pricey, but I think I just want it because I just love box joints. They look so and good. They're crazy strong. Or, or finger joints. 
Yeah, there's so, so much glue surface. It's unreal. <laughs> face on face. So um, let's jump into this next question. This is from Thomas. Hey, guys. This is Thomas from Thomas the Wood Guy on Instagram. Thank you so much for all your hard work. This podcast has really been life-changing for me. My question today is about hardwoods. Uh, I've really enjoyed making furniture, side tables, coffee tables, things like that. And I'm curious to know your recommendation on what hardwoods you would use for different types of furniture. Um, Your recommendation on what types of woods to use for a desk versus a side table versus a dining table. Um, And also, I know you don't like pine, but is it a viable option to make the base of, let's say, a dining table or a coffee table out of Douglas fir or pine and the top out of a good hardwood? Again, thank you all so much for your hard work, and I appreciate the time. Dan? Well, first of all, I've made tabletops and desktops out of all kinds of wood. I mean, it really just there's it, no, it just goes with personal preference, right? Yeah, it's, it's preference on how you want it to look or what the client's asking for. And pine is absolutely a viable option for a base. My current kitchen table has a walnut top and a pine base, and it's it's held up for four <laughs> years now. And we have two small kids. Hasn't exploded yet. <laughs> yet. What about you, Pete? Uh, the the wood's more specific to if I'm trying to match something or if a client wants a certain wood uh but i'll look more about like if i'm doing a tabletop i don't like a very porous wood i like it to be very nice tight grain and as for using alternate materials yeah you can use pine and whatnot but i one of the coolest techniques that i've ever seen was uh veneer walnut veneer beautiful veneers on mdf because it's stupid stable and you can get a nice beautiful top and not have to worry about it moving. can you put a rustic veneer on top of mdf the standard veneer rustic mdf (laughs) duh Come on, dude. Sorry. Do you even follow Izzy Swan? Anyways, Mike. Uh, the pine thing. It's just a bit. It's like a bit we do. It's because it I don't like pine. I don't personally like yeah. pine. Pine's fine. I don't like pine, and I won't work with it. <laughs> but, I mean, I. but pine is really just, it's, it's fine. It's a wood, so we still have to it's a love wood. it. It's like the child oh, no, I love the I don't. I really don't love it. I really hate pine. I don't like it. It's a person. It's just a bit, though. I mean, pine, right. if you're going to make stuff out of pine, it's. It's fine. There's, you don't have to feel bad. Yeah, never feel bad. About it. Yeah, you don't have to feel. You you make it out of that. Just know that there's properties about it that are a reason that it's cheap. There's things about it that makes it cheap, and it 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 it, it ha, it's, it's susceptible to wood movement. It dings easy. It's not strong. It's ugly. It hates children. <laughs> it Why steals are you from the poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's just it it just has a lot of there's a lot of net negatives, but there's definitely positives there. The price savings is, is real, um, and that's all I can think of right now. But uh, the, pine no, killed Mike's like, dog just, once. Yeah, <laughs> his childhood dog. Pine killed my dog. No, it's just uh, it's just a bit more than anything. You build your table whatever you want it to be built out of. Also, I don't think there there's no like wood that's best for different things. There are woods that are less stable. And are more susceptible to wood movement. And that goes for hardwoods as well. Um, there are some woods that um that are that are that lose a lot of the wood during the drying process. They their drying process is harder on them and they they lose like twenty five percent of that 
uh, log becomes sawdust after the drying process. If it's just like air dried, it can get warped so bad. Just that's how the wood is that when they run it through all the machinery, by the time it's done, it's 25% smaller. You roll in with a four inch thick slab. You come out with a three inch thick slab after you flatten everything because of all the loss. So, uh, that kind of wood is probably going to be susceptible to more wood movement when it becomes a piece of of a t- of a of a, t- a table. I couldn't think of the word table. It's kind of getting point. late, uh, <laughs> you know. So I mean, th- so there's a lot of things to factor in, but you can build it out of anything. I mean, just understand know know the, know the wood. When, research the wood when you go to use it. Understand what the repercussions are of that piece of wood and how you can. Learn everything you can to fight that wood's natural inclinations. I'm being given the wrap-up sign. So, I'm going to just say fine, pine is fine. <laughs> so, pine is fine. Yeah. Woodworking. Sorry for the long answer. I apologize. <laughs> uh, and, Mike, I have, to, I have to say, you totally just broke the fourth wall for me last week when you said that anytime you forget what the question is, you say, oh, yeah, John's got a question about uh, woodworking. And then you go into it. I, I've literally been counting the amount of times you said it. And I even write him down and then I yeah. can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Josh, the dad, asking a question about uh, woodworking or wood. Uh, <laughs> got a question for the show. Question for the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just vague. And I never well, caught on until last episode. Me neither, Pete. <laughs> uh, just ruin the illusion, funny, right? Now it's funny. Now it's funny, right? I see you guys laughing. See, now everyone has a little bit to laugh about. <laughs> um I think we should wrap this thing up, huh? Hey. Did we do the giveaway? We did. We, we did, did, right? We did, we did the giveaway. Where's, whose pants are these? Uh, <laughs> Pete, you want to you wanna wrap this thing up for us? Yes, and the best way to wrap it up is with a five-star uh, five review. Uh, talking is hard, stroke. Five-star. Five <laughs> five-star. Five-star. Or, as you know, we told you guys last week, it's still, you know, obviously broken. Uh, just do a five-star review. Say, like, one star. They're really lame. Super boring. Uh, wouldn't <laughs> recommend. But leave some five stars so people know. And uh, if you want to, you know, ask a question, we we have many ways you can do that. You can send us the question, type it out, and you know, like they did in the ancient times. <laughs> or you can call in to one of the two awesome ways, which is, uh, first one is you can leave a voicemail to 754-2255-297 or 754-CALL-AWP. Yeah, we're that cool. Or best way to do it is just record with your voice memo app on your phone. Email it to anotherwoodshoppodcast at gmail.com. And please don't record in a nightclub. And can I say something else, dude? <laughs> yeah. Um, due to the – we're getting more and more questions. Try to make your question as compact as you can. Yep. If, if the question's like a minute and a half, if it requires that, that's fine. But, you know, we, we really appreciate so, – there's so many kind words that come from these voicemails right in the beginning. Um. You don't have to throw that in there. I mean, we appreciate My it. Maybe we trying to truncate some of these things. <laughs> and because of the popularity, if we don't get to your questions, don't be offended. Don't message all of us. You know who you are. You know, we will get to it. <laughs> and no. besides from that, if you guys want to support us, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to get some behind the scenes content, make sure to check us out at Patreon. So uh, patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast. We talked about some awesome analytics stuff about instagram this morning uh this morning at the beginning in the pre-show and our patrons are going to get that so they're going to get some behind the scenes and kind of the numbers we're looking at and what we're trying mm-hmm. to achieve and a good way to track your your account so little tidbits like that we're also going to be doing a lot more 
uh, fun content in the future. So check us out there. And of course, as always, check us out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, if you must. MySpace. And MySpace. Thank you. Uh, Friendster. Friendster. I got so upset. I got an email the other day. My live journal got de- deactivated. Oh, son of a. What about your second life? <laughs> oh, that's fine. Thank God. <laughs> okay, thank God. By the way, the hey. live journal thing is not a joke. I got an email. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> also, again, thank you to Total Boat. Uh, we're really proud to be working with them. Yes. And uh, just huge thanks to them for supporting the show. Um, I think that's kind of everything. Oh, we didn't do this last week, I don't think, but <clears throat> share the podcast, please. Please do. Get this. Get the get the podcast out there in your stories. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did a call to that, and we saw a week like we have not seen. I mean, it was a crazy week. We had just crazy week um, from those shares. Yes, so thank you. If you're if yes, thank you. If you're willing to, and if you're able to, um, please share the pod when you can. Get it. Get it in your stories, or talk about it to people who you think would like it. And we just really appreciate it. If you know, we have these things available for patrons. Um, if you're not able to, or it just doesn't interest you, that's great. But if you could share the show, it would just help us so helps much. Us out a lot. Really just tell it. random yeah. people I mean, on the corner or on the bus. Yeah, you know, as long as you're six feet away, <laughs> print up flyers, go to a bus station, just start throwing them at people. <laughs> Rent a helicopter, <laughs> drop them from the helicopter. We're right. not asking for much. <laughs> not much. Come on, people. No, it's uh, really greatly appreciated. But. I think I we're. Oh, I think, Stupid Siri, come on! <laughs> I think we. Uh, <laughs> I think we kind of uh, hit all the bases. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. at an hour thirty. Call it? Holy cow! This is a that long, was a long right. episode. Everyone have a great night, and thank you for listening. And we love you long time. Love you long love time. You. Bye. Love you long time. I'm a level three rogue gnome.